0: Ink and Quill, illuminates on literature, culture and beyond. That's cool, isn't it? Listen to the sound of some incredible readings. The Great Wall story is the story of the relationship.
1: The imagery in China is so strong. It's
0: a book about the human story. Ink and Quill, something provoking. We have to think like a queen. Something thoughtful. History's fantasy, really. Something fun. See some naughty people trying to steal panda cubs. All here on Ink and Quill.
2: Discovering literature and following the stories behind your favorite authors, this is Hinkan and Quill. I'm your host, Yang Yong. With autumn around the corner, the 2017 Shanghai Book Fair, followed by the 24th Beijing International Book Fair, has come to a close. Held as two of the most heavyweight literary celebrations in the country, both book fairs serve as the crucial barometers of the Chinese publishing industry. So, in today's Inken quill, let's take a look at some of the interesting happenings during these literary extravagances. More to come, so stick around! Taking place annually in mid August, the Shanghai Book Fair is a week long cultural carnival that local bibliophiles should never miss. But if you fail to keep up, no worries, as Xie Cheng takes us to look back to some of the highlights from the carnival.
3: A die-hard sci-fi buff, college student Jiang Shi has been looking forward to meet his literary heroes for years. During one of the panel discussions at this year's Shanghai Book Fair, his dream finally comes true.
4: And what do you think of the future
3: of- but the young man is not without regret.
0: I come from Jiangsu, and I could only stay in Shanghai for just a couple of days. I have to plan out my schedule carefully.
3: His sentiment of being tied up might be shared by many other bibliophiles, since more than 900 forums, book talks, and reading activities fill the week-long event, a much bigger scale than last year. Xu Jiong, head of Shanghai Municipal Press and Publication Bureau, says that nearly 150,000 different kinds of books from over 500 publishers are displayed this time. To celebrate the upcoming 19th session of the National Congress of the Communist Party of China, a special set of books is also introduced. These books in the five years On one hand, these selected books showcase how Chinese publishing industry has progressed in the past
4: five years. On the other hand, they demonstrate the achievements in innovation and reform from all walks of life.
3: But the Shanghai Book Fair is not all about cultural activities and selling books. Since 2017 marks the 80th anniversary of the nationwide war against the Japanese aggression, Two oil paintings that illustrate the interested parties of the Tokyo trial are exhibited to the public. Also known as the Tokyo War Crimes Tribunal, the trial tried the leaders of Japan for three types of war crimes in 1946. Li Bin is the creator of the paintings. I wanted to draw something about the Tokyo trial almost a decade ago, but around that time I merely focused on the Chinese tribunal. Then as I learned more about the past, I realized that it was not just about China or Japan. The trial displays the confrontation between justice and evil of all humanity. That's why I drew all the tribunal and war criminals. Since science fiction is the focus of this year's International Literary Week, a side event of the Book Fair, some of the a writers from both China and abroad have been invited. The star-studied lineup includes Chinese novelist Wang Jingkang, Han Song, American best-selling author Risa Walker, British writer Richard K. Morgan, and the youngest Akutagwa Prize winner Hirano Kichiro. Xie Cheng shared with us some
2: of the exciting activities from this year's Shanghai Book Fair. If you happen to be in the town next August, don't miss it out. The Book Fair in Beijing was, however, much more business-oriented than its Shanghai counterpart. As our reporter Zhao Jianfu finds out, international publishing firms have been more active this year in the search for Chinese titles to purchase during the 24th Beijing International Book Fair.
4: Yuri Tatner is the publishing director for Brill, an international academic publisher. Coming from the Netherlands, he says he's eager to get access to the Chinese
3: market. International publishers have to do is not only sell contents to China, but right now so much good content is also being produced in China. Chinese studies is a, is a growth area So Chinese language and Chinese culture, history and so forth are taught in more and more academic institutions in the West. So there is great
4: need. Tetma's interest in Chinese books is also shared by D.C.'s Edith Messiani, a senior editor from Indonesia. Though a first-timer to the book fair, she has already purchased the copyrights to a number of Chinese children's books.
1: I think uh, it has uh, many good books. Is there uh, still rare in Indonesia books from China? Then I will try to buy the books from China to test in the Indonesian market. I think in the future we will have a growing uh, good relationship with Chinese publishers.
4: The two are not the only ones seeking after Chinese titles. Among the roughly 1,000 events taking place during the 2017 Beijing International Book Fair, Many of them are copyright trade ceremonies between Chinese publishing houses and their foreign buyers. Anhui Children's Publishing House is one of the active players. In recent years, the company has secured trade surplus in its intellectual property deals. Head of the firm Zhang Kewen says their success is based on the simple premise.
3: First of all, as China grows stronger, foreign readers become more and more curious about China and its development. We also design the content quite carefully. Most of the books we export focus on culture or have a very internationalized narrative, so it will be easier for those books to crack foreign market. Governmental support
4: is also said to be a key factor. Wang Yuyan is the Vice Director of the China National Publication Import and Export Corporation.
1: The government has been very supportive. To encourage publishers to go global, they implement support policies and provide financial aid. they launch projects such as the China Book International Program, the Silk Road Book Translation and so on. Some local authorities like the Beijing City Administration also have policies designed to help.
4: However, a report on Chinese publishing through 2016 shows the ratio between imported to exported publications in China now sits at 2 to 1, which is an improvement from previous years, but still a large imbalance. Wang Yuyan says, They anticipate this will balance itself out over time.
1: It will be a lengthy and formidable journey for Chinese publishers. Everyone is working on it, including the government. Going global is not that challenging, but settling into a foreign marketplace is easier said than done.
2: That was Qian Fu reporting on the just concluded Beijing International Book Fair. But the book fair is not all about finding the right partner and cracking local market. It is also a platform used to showcase the latest trends in publishing. So after this short break, our reporter will show to you how virtual reality and some other immersive technologies are entering the world of publishing. Don't go away.
0: Snippets of timeless classics with ramblings on everything bookish, Ink and Quill connects you with literature, culture, and writers in China and around the globe.
2: Welcome back. You are listening to Ink and Quill with Yang Yong. Reality is merely an illusion, or a very persistent one. Albert Einstein once said, Nowadays, Thanks to a rapid growth of immersive technologies like VR and AR, his words seem like a sport on prophecy. Hence, it's safe to say that the fine line between reality and fantasy is becoming hazy. So far, it seems that cutting-edge technologies including virtual reality have been confined to the gaming industry. But as our reporter Wang Lei finds out, Some of them have already taken off from the gaming community and soared into the world
5: of publishing. Classic of Mountains and Seas, or widely known as Shen Hai Jing in Chinese, is an over two millenniums old test that depicts mythical flora and fauna in ancient China. For centuries, people have had to struggle through the script's obscure language to figure out what those mysterious monsters look like. But now, thanks to Augmented Reality Technology, or AR, these fictional creatures have finally come to life. Liu Xin Yi is the brain behind the picture book Strange Tales from Classic of Mountains and Seas, which provides illustrations based on descriptions in the original tests. (laughs) Holding her mobile phone in front of a drawing, just like playing Pokemon Go, she demonstrates how dynamic animation superimposes upon the portraits on paper.
1: We use sound to demonstrate those mythical creatures. The older guide simplifies the complicated text in Classic of Mountains and Seas. These colorful images are quite appealing to a young crowd.
5: Liu Feather explains why her company applied AR technology for their printed publication.
1: Although static pictures are exquisite enough, the animated effects would definitely help to join readership. Since all the sound effects are dubbed by some famous voice actors, many fans also purchase our book.
5: Liu's firm is not the only startup that ventures into this new domain. The recently concluded Beijing International Book Fair has witnessed a growing incorporation between reality technologies and publishing. From a 3D holographic theater to a goggles-alike VR headset, a specific section was established to showcase the trendy gadgets in the industry. Teng Sheng is a client manager from Taz Digital World s Culture, a Beijing-based VR company. According to him, a great number of products they display during the fair are education-related.
0: In terms of collaboration with traditional publishers, There is a tech company called Ming Xiangren, literally meaning Dreamer in English. If you buy their books, all you need to do is to bring out your digital device and scan any page you like. The book is just like a disc. You can use your mobile phone or any digital device to read the rich content it contains. Once you scan the page, there will be animated figures telling a story to you. You can interact with them, you can play games. Uh, The target audience is mainly young children
5: but the technology is not limited to small screens. In a room named Mixed Reality Library or MR Library, visitors are asked to don a headset which may remind you of the sunglasses the comic superhero Cyclops wears, and then stares at the walls to gaze upon imaginary animations or objects. Afterwards, They could navigate at will, even click on those imaginary objects to interact with them. Tong further introduces.
0: What does this mean? It means that in the future, you can just wear some glasses and you'll be reading books. Once you put the glasses on, there will be all kinds of virtual information popping up in front of you. It will feel like magic. Personally, I believe that no matter how VR or AR develops, Mixed reality would be the future for publishing, since this technology allows you to immerse yourself in a fanciful world without losing touch with reality.
5: Audiences are enchanted by the diverse products displayed during the book fair. It feels like I'm part of
1: that virtual environment. Everything feels real. When I put on the headset, visualize it feels like the animated figure, and I walk towards each other. I think mixed technology would be very popular if people could deploy it to education.
5: But not everyone is thrilled by the new development. Here is Mrs. Sun, mother of a four-year-old girl. When asked whether she will buy a book that combines the latest virtual reality and immersive technologies for her daughter, she immediately declines. I think it's
2: too early for her. After
5: all, she's still a
2: little kid. I think a paperback book is better for her eyesight and her cognitive capacity. If she spends too much time with those advanced multimedia productions, she might end up playing lots of games and lose interest in reading. It's nothing wrong to let her get a taste of those technologies, but it won't do her any good if she indulges herself into these animations and games.
5: But like it or not, this technology is already here and ready to take off. By the end of 2016, the State Council of China issued a development plan on emerging industry, including virtual reality and other immersive technologies. It seems that wearing a headset to read books is no longer a dream, but only time will tell whether this will ultimately revolutionize our reading habits. Let's wait and see. Thank you Wang Lei
2: for introducing to us how VR and other immersive technologies incorporate with book selling. I agree that only time could tell whether these cutting-edge gadgets will replace the traditional paperback books and transform the way we read. Talking about new replacing the old, I can't help myself thinking about bookstores. It seems that physical bookstores are on the brink of extinction. But is it really the case? Please stay tuned for the answer.
0: Explore the life of great wordsmiths share their stories beyond the pages. Ink and Quill brings you the voices of writers and book lovers.
2: A few years ago, online retailers such as Amazon and Downdown.com began to be regarded as well matched adversaries for brick-and-mortar bookshops. Some observers confidently projected that within a few decades, bookshops were doomed to die out and disappear. Yet, 2016 saw the revival of physical bookstores across China, spurred on by government policies that helped encourage physical retail. However, some industry insiders warn that bookstores are still at
1: a disadvantage. Let's go to Jiangwan for more. Located in downtown Shanghai, Colorful, or Qiancai Shufang in Chinese, is one of the most iconic bookstores in the city. Sitting right beneath the former residence of Eileen Chang, the legendary 1940s Chinese writer, the bookstore used to be a cafe that she frequently visited. In order to pay homage to this cultural icon, the coffee house turned into a tastefully decorated bookstore, stacked with Eileen's books. Coming all the way from Wenzhou in Zhejiang province, a city over 450 kilometers from Shanghai, college students Zhang Hanqi and her friend came to the bookshop to salute their literary hero. But rather than taking a stroll around the bookshelves, the pair poses for pictures beside almost every Eileen Chang's portrait inside the bookshop. I'm mostly interested in the decor of the bookstore. Since I'm a design major, I just want to experience the atmosphere. Her comment might touch on a long standing problem that worries many bookstore owners. As people's buying habits change, it seems that books are no longer the primary draw for prospective customers. Shanghua runs Da In Books, an independently owned bookstore chain in Shanghai. Book sales only account for half of our profits. The other half comes from selling TNT and tea sets. We have three outlets in Shanghai. In the flagship store, we organize reading events and activities. So on-site leasing also counts for a portion of our revenue. All the stores provide similar services. However, since the flagship store is located in a modern shopping mall which attracts a younger crowd, we host some workshops there. Here, since the store sits among the neighborhoods, are calligraphy and baking classes is on offer. Hold on a moment, so does this diversification suggest a dwindling number of book lovers? Xiang immediately denies this. But the bookseller also admits that solely depending on book sales cannot guarantee their survival. The cost of running a bookstore can be quite high. We would only earn several thousand yuan per day if we were only sold books. Those who merchandise nothing but books cannot make ends meet. You have to offer customers something else. According to Zhang Lin, deputy general manager of Heilongjiang Book Audio and Video Distribution Group, though the Chinese book retail industry is thriving in general, the number of physical books sold
4: is in decline. Online book selling has maintained a growth rate of 30%. In 2016, the total retail sales of books in China was 70.1 billion yuan, roughly 10.5 billion US dollars. Physical book accounted for 33.6 billion yuan, whereas online retailers pocketed 36.5 billion yuan. For the first time in history, Digital sales outnumbered brick-and-mortar sales. Judged by last year's statistics, the state of the physical bookstore is quite grim.
1: In order to survive, bookstores have had to transform. Even Xinhua, China's 80-year-old state-owned bookstore chain, is planning on getting a facelift. Here is Jiang Li, deputy general manager of Shanghai Xinhua Media Company Limited. Her company owns nearly 100 stores around the city. By the end of this year, three more are ready to make their debut.
5: I think independent bookstores are more market-savvy. We need to learn from them in order to meet the needs of customers. That's why our three new outlets will go through some transformations. Before, at the mention of a Xinhua bookstore, people would usually think of almost tipping bookcases clustered with student reference books and test prep books. It seemed like there was nothing new on the shelf throughout the year. But our newly built outlets will be different. We will make the purchase more convenient and the in-store stock more up-to-date. At the same time, an in-house cafe will be installed as well.
1: Yet not everyone in the industry is interested in venturing further into a diversified business. In Sichuan Province, Wingshare, a subsidiary of the behemoth Xinhua, is embracing digitalization by opening a new set of data-driven smart bookshops. Chen Dali is the deputy general manager of the company.
4: There are two types of bookshops. One is self-service bookshelf, whereas another is a self-service bookstore. Their difference lies in size. But no matter what sort of bookshop we are talking about, both forms offer customers similar services, such as bookselling, lending, and information gathering. All you need to do is to register on our platform. One smart bookshop won't occupy a large space, Take the self-service bookshelf, for example. It only covers 2 to 3 square meters, but contains over 500 volumes. Even if the books on the shelf cannot meet your needs, through our smart terminals, you could find inventory information from our storefronts or local libraries. The data-driven stores are multifunctional.
1: According to Chen, so far there are 50 smart bookshops scattered across Sichuan. In the future, more will be established in the neighborhoods, shopping malls, and transportation junctions across China. As the number of their outlets increase, his company Wingshare could create a big data digital apparatus that collects information on consumption habits and other customer information. Cao Jie, the head of Anhui Xinhua Media, also agrees that the tie-in of brake and motor shops and digital prowess marks the future for book retailers.
0: We develop a new business model by launching an app named Uplus Bookstore, which basically allows people to borrow books in bookstores. Within 10 days, readers can use the app to borrow whatever they like by paying 99 yuan or roughly 15 US dollars as a deposit. Reading has changed from a personal experience into a social activity. The 3 million users on the digital platform are divided into different reading groups. From time to time, we will analyze our users' reading scales, then connect them with various products, publishers and authors. If you return the borrowed books on time or read voraciously, financial benefits will also be provided.
1: Cao says that book lending is just the first step of their transformation. In the future, they will work with online education institutions in order to offer more
0: services. Within 30 days, the average weekly attendance has increased by 53%. More than 120,000 books have been borrowed and returned, and as an added bonus, the revenue of our physical bookstore is increasing at the same time.
1: That sounds quite promising, doesn't it? But this brand new business model is not being carried out and challenged. Since 2016, Chinese online retailing juggernaut Dangdang has opened more than 100 break-and-mortar bookstores. The e-commerce giant is scheduled to open 1,000 storefronts in the next three years. It seems that the future for physical bookstores remain murky and challenging.
2: On that note, it's time to wrap up today's program. Don't forget that there are always more interesting happenings in the literary world, and we will keep you posted. To learn more about us, you can follow our Facebook account, China Plus, or simply download our podcast by searching the keyword ink and quill on iTunes. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Yang Yong. See you next time.